Football Friday with Bickley and Murata. Presented by 72 Sold, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Oh, man, definitely relieved, of course. Um, definitely the win at home. You know, we, we try to preach on the battle win at home. So it's definitely, a, you know, a little monkey off our back that uh, we, we definitely got a W at home for our fans as well. Buda Baker, after uh, the Cardinals did snap that uh, losing streak at home last night, 42-34 over the Saints. I like the way Sarah put it early this morning on her first update of the day. Ding dong, the home losing streak is dead. And that is the case. Uh, they don't have a home game for a while. We'll see if they can build on it. But it is a... Uh, Kind of a mix between a football Friday and a big red Monday. You know, when those two things come together after Thursday night football. After Cardinal games, we always open up the phone lines at 7 o'clock to hear your thoughts. And let's get to your thoughts at 602-260-9870. The phone number to get in. We'll start in Tempe with George, who's up first here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Good morning, George. Good morning. You know, before we talk about this game, I just want to take a minute to just stop and appreciate the four of you and how really, really good this show is and how it's very entertaining, frequently very clever. And, you know, Vinny, you had a, a really funny throwaway line last week that I don't think anybody really appreciated. When you're talking about Tom Brady's uh, uh, marital troubles, it's, you said Pete Davidson is salivating. And I just thought, <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny and nobody, nobody caught it. I anyway, think I recycled um, it from a Jarrett joke on the kebab. <laughs> it was you know, less clever I, I'm when glad I said you guys all, I'm really glad you guys all saw the same same game that I did because I was really concerned that you were going to think that you know, last night was some sort of panacea for this team and we, it's clearly not and I think we're all on the same page on that. I mean, this is the first 40-burger of the Cliff Kingsbury offensive guru era which is uh, pretty astounding. Yeah. You know, and it's uh, the D, I think, took a huge step back, a huge step back even though, you know, those three interceptions, I mean, those were great, but they weren't really, other than Hamilton's, they weren't really very difficult. And you let you let uh, the Red Rifle get almost 400 yards, that's a, that's a big problem. You still have this dysfunctional offense that really shows just how good D-Hop is when he can come in and change things like that so dramatically. I love, you know, Benjamin, the way he runs with passion. We're three and four. I think the other two teams that are playing this weekend are also going to be three and four at the end of the weekend, and it's going to be a very interesting, you know, way forward, but we still have... We still put off the inevitable, and that is that we have a problem as head coach, and we got to figure that out. George, good call as always. Thank you for the uh, compliments, brother. Yeah, Appreciate thank you. you. Very nice uh, of you to say. Um, yeah, panacea was a word we used. Is this going to be a panacea? It wasn't. George is absolutely right. It, there were there were things to build on, obviously, but you did play a team in the New Orleans Saints that was beat up at the cornerback spot and in the secondary going into the game. They lost Roby during the course of the game. That could have been one of the reasons why Hopkins got off so much. The, the coverages are going to change on Clearly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen, when you go up against the better teams, the better defenses, it will be DeAndre Hopkins will still win a preponderance of his battles, yes. but it, it won't look like it did last night. You've got to, again, it's it, the victory last night really is all that matters. The confirmation that DeAndre Hopkins can have a dramatic effect on Kyler Murray, that certainly matters. Everything else, the points, the 40 burger, this is. There's a lot of anomalies and weirdness that come with Thursday night football. you got to get it in your rearview mirror, and at least they did that. Yes, so, they did. Yeah. Uh, let's go out to uh, Queen Creek and talk to Daniel, who's up next here on Arizona Sports. Good morning, Daniel. Hey, guys. So 
All I got to say is what a difference uh, one player can make. And uh, no, I'm not talking about D-Hop. I'm talking about us going up against the Red Rifle. I mean, if we could play against Andy Dalton every game, we'll be undefeated. Yeah. I mean, we've beat him four years in a row on four different teams. And the last two times we've played him, we've picked him off seven times. So, I mean, thank heaven for that because that made us look a thousand times better than we should have been. If it wasn't for those three interceptions, we would have lost that game 20 points. Yeah, listen, and, and, and once those interceptions happened, then it took Alvin Kamara out of the game, mm-hmm. and it's, yeah, it's it's it was it, it changed everything. Daniel, right. Good call. But even going back, and Daniel mentioned it, um, seven picks the last two years. They, they picked them off four times last year with the Bears. They picked them off twice with the Cowboys in 2020. The last three games the Cardinals have played Andy Dalton. They've got nine interceptions. Wow. No threat. And, and last night two of those interceptions scored points and one of the interceptions prevented yeah. points. Yeah. And Daniel's yeah. right. Without those three picks and, and Dalton uh, Dalton was responsible for two of them. It's, it's a different looking game. But again you can't apologize for a win. Uh, let's keep it going out to Apache Junction. Brady's up next here on Bickley and Murata morning. Hi, Brady. Hey, guys. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. Hey, guys. Yeah, I, uh, I just wanted to mention real quick that I, what I uh, what I noticed was what and Kyler was saying, calm the F down, or maybe it was something about Call of Duty. Um, <laughs> the big thing is we started picking it up after that, and I'm wondering if Kyler actually started calling the plays a little bit or uh, Cliff let go of the reins a little bit. But uh, I appreciate you guys, and keep it keep it up. Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah, listen, I... I, I... I do know that watching that, I I dug what Kyler Murray did. I did. I think it just kind of showed how he, his voice is growing a little bit. Now, <laughs> do you want a quarterback rolling up on a head coach like that? Probably not. But it did seem to it, it proved there's a lot of fire, intensity, and all that stuff. And it and the results that came after that, you can't argue with. It's it. definitely it, something you usually see the other way. There's the coach telling the player, you yes, know, to calm down. I'm I'm hearing all sorts of stuff about yeah, about these two cats. There, it's well, maybe a cat and a dog. We don't need we, we need a dog. We, need, we don't want cats. We need yeah. a dog. We're gonna get into that discussion next on, on that exchange on the sideline. <laughs> Can't wait. If, if the Cardinals had lost that game. Oh, could you imagine oh. the national shows would be having it's an already the biggest. field day with it? And they already are. You're yeah. right. But let's squeeze in one more call. Uh, let's go out to uh, Gilbert and our friend Kiernan here on Arizona Sports. Good morning, Kiernan. Good morning. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> I got my large coffee. I'm ready to go. Oh, my. The year's 2022. It's Thursday night. Prime time. I tell you, I kid you not. Everyone's out for blood, metaphorically speaking, of course. And the Cardinals surprise us. They start off like a typical day against anyone losing. And they surprise us! Hey, I, I can't. I lost my voice at the stadium last night. I can't keep going with both there. Yeah, listen, bro. I, 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 I heard Suns you. On, I heard you at the post game show. Then I was at the Cardinals game. I think I just need to go to all the games, and maybe we might get you, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's you, homie. I love you guys. We got a lot of work to do. Nobody get too excited. We all can say that. And if we can't, you're in denial. Uh, Cliffy got lucky there. Kyler, good for you. Good for you. Shut up, Garrett. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> <Duh! laughs> 
tremendous. He's getting very he's getting very good at the the nuances and he, the details. He yeah, called the, the post game show last night and and he just launched into a great wolf and, and I don't think those guys knew what to deal to, to do with him. I, I I'm not sure they were aware ready for it. It was just like complete silence. It was really cla- yeah, it was classic. Man, yeah. it, it is it, it, it is I think it's dare I say the best wolfly impression I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. I think it is. I have to agree. Metaphorically speaking. Metaphorically speaking. <laughs> Thanks for the speaking. phone calls. We'll continue this football Friday next, and we'll get into that little tiff on the sidelines between quarterback and head coach. Lots of thoughts on it next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings live from the Oxygen Community Studios here in Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Football Friday with Bickley and Murata, presented by 72 Soul. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. The timeout called by the Cardinals because the play clock was winding down. That's their last timeout. Kyler Murray caught on camera. He is screaming at the sideline, and I don't know who that was directed at. It looks like it's Cliff Kingsbury. In fact, Kyler is still yelling at Cliff. (laughs) D-Hop and Sean Jefferson have to step in a little bit. Oh, that was one of the things that happened last night at State Farm Stadium after a timeout. Kyler Murray coming to the sidelines after uh, it was the third timeout utilized for the same reason, play clock running out. Yeah. We've seen it week in, week out. If you listen to that again, and we'll probably play it again before the end of the show, you can hear Kyler Murray underneath Dave Pash actually yelling oh. at Cliff Kingsbury. He was unloading on Cliff Kingsbury. Now, we'll get to the reactions and how the parties involved reacted to it, and yeah. it gets glazed over after a win. And we had callers say, good for Kyler. You dig what Kyler did. I do. Um, the frustration was palpable. I get it. Who's responsible for not getting that plan? I mean, again, those headsets shut off at 15 seconds in the quarterback's helmet. At that point, it becomes the quarterback's responsibility to make a play. Cliff's upset. Kyler's telling him, calm the bleep down. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. But if I'm Cliff Kingsbury, and I'm glad it didn't blow up on the sideline, I'm pulling Kyler Murray aside today or the next time that I talk to him and said, look, I know you're the $230 million quarterback, and if it comes down to a me or him, me or you kind of situation, you're going to win. But I'm the head coach of this team, and you will not do that to me again. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I think that might be the general reaction of most NFL head coaches. I'm not sure that's what the reaction of this head, head coach is going to be. Um, I, I, liked, I liked the show of fire because I think that frustration Kyler Murray was showing in that moment is everything that we have all felt about the offense. So we could, that was very, very relatable to, to, to mm-hmm. me at least. And, and, and I think in that situation, um, we've seen this a lot. And I, I don't think it's so much about what went down in front of the cameras last night, although it is a bad look and it's all over the national talk shows. Yes. And, and going into last night's game, a large chunk of the national media has really started to turn on Cliff Kingsbury. I, I, I'm sure you've noticed yes. it. Okay. Yes. Whether it's Colin Coward, whether it's Mina Kimes, whether the, the criticism of him is getting sharper and sharper and sharper. Dan Orlovsky. Dan Orlovsky, exactly. So, so I think because people are 
and I was looking at this going, this just doesn't make any sense. So uh, so the kind of stuff we saw last night, it was it was propping up all over again. The the fade in the end zone to Rondale Moore, who's five foot seven. It's okay. We see it every week. You see it every week. And it was a tremendous throw by Kyler Murray, mm-hmm. but it led to nothing and a yeah. penalty. Yeah, and so Kyler Murray's Kyler Murray's explanation and Cliff Kingsbury's explanation, as much as I could distill this, was Kyler Murray calls the timeout because the clock is running down and, and there's chaos again and Cliff is going nuts. Cliff is being real animated on the sidelines and Kyler didn't like that Cliff was showing him up on so national he, TV. So he so Cliff was mad that Kyler didn't get the playoff. Yes. And yes. Bur- okay. Yes. And, and and burned another timeout and then he's he's having the histrionics on the sideline which Kyler took offense to. Like trust me here, okay? You ain't so great yourself. And and so and so that blew up the way it did. And watching Cliff in that exchange, it looked like he had swallowed a quart of motor oil. Yeah, uh, here was Kyler Murray after the game on that confrontation. He's real animated over there on the sidelines sometimes. So um, it's always you know it's never it's never you know calm down. We're good. You know we're gonna make it right. Um, we ended up scoring, so that was good. But uh, yeah, that's all I'm saying. Just chill out. Yeah, but what happens when you don't smooth it over? Well, look, I, look that's I got, weird. I gotta, t- I gotta tell you, it's a they, real quick yeah, personal story. Do. Yeah, uh, back when I was a young man, I had a girlfriend who my parents didn't really like very much. I had one of those too, uh, and uh, there was an argument that went on. And uh, my girlfriend at the time told my mother to chill out. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> and she was a girlfriend no more. Right. Yes. How much longer was she your girlfriend? Uh, pr- uh, probably. Ten yeah, probably what was her seconds. memorial service? Yeah. Not, <laughs> not much longer. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I've, we've all had that where we've talked back to listen. our parents at the wrong time. And- <laughs> There's there, Listen, workplace confrontations... They're very common, whether it's Draymond Green and Jordan Poole, Dan Bickley and Jared Carlin, Kyler Murray. Shut Cliff, up, Jared. Shut up, Jared. Jared. Shut up, Jared. I couldn't imagine telling my but, boss, right. yelling at my boss, That's if he was yelling at like me for, to me to tell him to calm yeah. the F down. Like that. Yeah. But but is Cliff Kyler's boss? He's the or head Cliff, coach, and he's the quarterback. I know. There is a, there is a okay, pecking order. But is but, the dynamic more re- that they're coworkers? Yeah, but in the reality of it, but Boston. in the reality of it, is was that was that like the first was that like the first real glimpse of hey, pal, I'm the two hundred and thirty million dollar guy here. If somebody's leaving this joint, it ain't me. Yeah, you're disposable, not me. <laughs> I, I will I'm, say, I was yelling at the TV myself every time they burned the timeout. Time after time, week after week. It happens every week. It happens uh, every week. Here's Cliff yes. Kingsbury's side of the story. Yeah, he, he said I didn't look good on TV, um, acting that fiery. So he said, I don't know, this is a Gen Z thing. You're on TV, so calm down. Like, I like showing emotion. That's so. uh, that's Cliff diffusing the way he does, normally making a joke. but Making a joke, but he, also it sounds like Cliff's a little bit aggravated. A- aggravated yes. That, hey, I don't don't tell me how to act. Right, especially because Kyler was the one who was losing his mind. And the funny part is, the television cameras did not show Cliff Kingsbury losing his exactly. We, we don't know. No, we don't. What preceded could have Kyler? Been yeah. Could have been throwing up his arms. Could okay, but if, but if Kyler wants pointing. to say, "Don't act that way," then why is he acting that way? Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, he was reacting that way. Mm-hmm. He's reacting that way. You don't way. have to match the energy if you don't so, want to. But, but I do. I think. Okay, listen. I also think that anybody who's who's covered football knows that that kind of stuff is healthy. I, 
might I mean it might be really jarring to watch, mm-hmm. but that kind of stuff, these are these are different cats who play football. And and they're gonna appreciate that their head that their quarterback because l- let's be real here. You you think we're the only ones complaining about Cliff Kingsbury over the past month? No, right. but and we focused on that, and you're exactly right. Sarah's right. This national flood of Cliff Kingsbury's in over his head is the people beating the drum. But if you watch the Amazon pregame show, it was it was the same notes, same jokes over and over again on Kyler Murray. And what's one of the knocks on Kyler Murray? What's one of the negatives that people perceive about him? That he's an entitled young quarterback who's accomplished nothing in this league so far other than securing a real fat contract. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What other quarterback right now in the NFL can approach his, his head coach that way on camera? Tom Brady. Well, no, I don't think Todd Bowles would deal with no. that either. And Bruce Arians certainly wouldn't have. No. no. Yeah. Listen, I, I respect... Aaron Rodgers, maybe? Respect, I respect what you're saying. Yeah. There's a there's a real disrespect for authority coming off of Kyler Murray, but there's also a heat that I think his teammates are going to appreciate. Yes. We've spent a lot of time on this show talking about how Kyler Murray looks like Grumpy Cat, mm-hmm. and you don't feel like he's emotionally invested. Yes. You cannot question no. that now. No. You know he feels it. Yeah. But yes. only because he is provoked by somebody else. Hmm. And let's, is that what matters? I think it matters to a point. By another person? Okay. I mean, can can you generate that requisite emotion that I think football teams need, like Bick said, but based on your own failings? like Okay. Mo- motivated internally rather than externally. I'm, yes. I'm interested in finding out what is the actual problem with the, the timeouts thing. Because is the problem that Kyler just doesn't, React quick enough to get these plays off, or is the problem that the plays aren't getting into him? That's quick uh, enough. We've already seen visual evidence enough. that it's the latter. Their previous blow up on the field was that. Remember Kyler Murray telling him, "Come on!" Yeah. So that's. I mean, if that's the issue, then that's why Kyler's upset. Like you're yelling at me for something that's your fault. Yeah. But right. Again, I don't. I'm not sure we know whose fault it is. If you watch that exchange again, Kyler Murray runs out of bounds. Or, Play clock gets reset to 40. He's already turned back toward the huddle at 39 seconds. We know that the communication system shuts off in his helmet at 15 seconds. So that's 24 seconds that that Cliff Kingsbury has to get the play in. Did it happen? I don't know. There looked to be a lot of confusion in that last 15 seconds to the point where it wasn't even Kyler Murray who called the timeout, by the way. It was the running back. I think it was Edo Benjamin who was the running back at that point that that recognized it first and called the timeout. Well, that's even more ridiculous. Yeah. So do you understand maybe why Cliff Kingsbury, if Eno doesn't do that, it's probably a delay a game penalty on the doorstep of the goal line. I understand him being pissed at that. Uh, yeah, He's again, culpable to a degree as well. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Okay, I, listen, I just I know how it hit me and it hit me that okay, this is good. This is the kind of voice you need this quarterback to be exerting even as unbecoming and as unprofessional as it may be, as disrespectful as it may be. And and yeah, I I saw some of the reactions there are people who kind of view it for, through that lens of see how entitled he is, what a young jerk he is. It's not the way it hit me. It's not the way it hit me at all, and it's it, it, and I think 
I think Kyler Murray brought the right kind of energy to the game last night. His his throws weren't all there, but you could tell he was playing with his hair on fire a little bit, mm-hmm. and and they need that. I got a text from a buddy of mine who's a super smart football fan who, who watches pretty much everything in the NFL, and he said, last night your quarterback finally looked like a quarterback. And and there is something to that, and I and I think this was a good performance for Kyler, given the way he was trending and given what was being said about him. It's it's fascinating to me. It, it seems to me that 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 any time things go real wrong in this organization, there's a there's a there's a level of of Cliff or Cardinal apologists who always it's the quarterback's fault. It's all his fault. Yeah. Yeah, no. People who have well, just decided that Kyler's not the dude. Something yeah. to watch in the Minnesota game. How they react when they have to burn three more timeouts because the play clock is running down. What happens then? <laughs> well, we're, listen, th- it, there's no doubt there's tension between these guys. Oh, yeah. There you can't go. deny that. You can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Sarah will take us through the big stories of the day. And a lot of them Cardinal-related, I'm sure. And the rush hour re- <laughs> Would you calm the bleep down, Sarah? <laughs> you too, Jared. Uh, Shut rush up, up, Jared. Rush Shut hour up, reboot Jared. is next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata mornings. Rush hour reboot. Rush hour reboot. Getting you up to speed on everything happening in sports this morning. Brought to you by Brooklyn Betting. Arizona built for America's dreams. A very, very, very happy Victory Friday to all of you listening. Thanks so much for joining us here on Bickley and Murata Mornings for the Rush Hour Reboot, which we do every single day at 7.30. I'm Sarah Cazell, taking you through the top stories of the day with Dan Bickley. Hey. Vince Murata. Today, Junior. And Derek Carlin. The Lakers sucked yesterday, they suck again today. Tremendous. All right, let's get into it since we only have five minutes. The Cardinals beat the Saints last night, 42-34, and there was a lot to take in from this game. DeAndre Hopkins returned. The Cardinals' defense produced two pick sixes on consecutive drives. Thank you, Andy Dalton. Kyler Murray told Cliff Kingsbury to calm the bleep down. They scored the most points in the Kingsbury era, 42, and they got their first win at home since October 24th of last year. Here is the head coach, Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, I think when when you have lost a couple and and you're not playing to your standard, I think guys want to prove something, and and they showed up with with a chip on their shoulder and and did that, and we got to find a way to be consistent each and every day of practice and have that carryover moving forward. I look forward to them figuring out practice. They've talked about it for a while now. Uh, You need to practice Getting better at practice. Yeah, practice your practicing, please. Uh, Dan Bickley, Vince Murata, each of you have a game ball. Who are you giving your game ball to? Wow, great, great question. DeAndre Hopkins gets one. Eno Benjamin gets one. I'm sure they gave out 17 of them. Oh, of course. Minimum. Um, They did. I, I watched the video. They gave, they gave a lot out. Did they? Yeah. I think they had a special order. Another no one gets left out. Another group of uh, footballs. I'm giving it. I'm giving mine. If I only got one, I'm giving mine to Antonio Hamilton. Oh, who I think made like the that. biggest play in the game. That interception in the end zone early on kind of changed the whole momentum of that game. 
I think it would have been a boat race had he not made that play. Mm. Now Andy Dalton gets credit. Maybe Andy Dalton gets the game ball from the Cardinals. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he just made- throw it right back to him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, you took the joke out of my mouth. That Antonio was Antonio Hamilton's my pick. Yeah, I love that. And you love the story behind it, too. It's it's yeah. good to see yeah. him come back. Uh, okay, so frustrations for Cardinals fans. And here in the studio, we're starting to really hit a peak over the last week after the way the Cardinals came out and just laid an egg against the Seahawks. So how should fans now view last night's win? How, I guess, how high should they be getting off of this win when it comes to the rest of the season, big picture? Not that high. Um, Reprieve, I think, is a word that Bick used earlier. I think that's a good way to put it. it. It just gives you a chance to take a deep breath, relax, going into a long week of preparation. There's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of work still to be done. That was not a perfect football game, and, and you shouldn't strive for, for perfection. They accomplished what they needed to accomplish, and maybe that has um, some, some effects moving forward. Their mm-hmm. next game is going to be very tough. Yeah, no they're doubt. Go, they're going on the road to a, a, play a well-rested team who's figured out a way to win a lot of football games so yeah, far. One. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're, they're, that's, that's a real environment in Minnesota that's uh, been to that stadium. It's sensational. Oh, it's sensational. It's it, they're <laughs> Their game day experience in Minneapolis is fabulous. <laughs> the um, uh, yeah. So, uh, what was the question? It was how should fans view this game? How excited should they be after yeah, this win? I think I think it's 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 a reprieve. It's a relief. It's it's something. Hopefully, this football team can build on and get to a higher ground. Um, but it's it's also a little frightening that they are so reliant on DeAndre Hopkins. And yeah. if he, and if he's not there, what do you got? That's not the sign of the healthiest of programs, right? Especially because yeah. you shouldn't expect him to not get injured the rest of the season. Well, that's that's the thing. If 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 suddenly you tweak a hamstring, what do you got? So well, but again, I'm 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 not going to rain on this parade here because I, I do think that that being in the building, there was a vibe in the building last night that that I hadn't felt in a while, and I I that I that that I appreciate. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, unfortunately, I don't really love this segue, but it works. Speaking of injuries, Christian McCaffrey has been traded by the Panthers <laughs> to the San Francisco 49ers. ESPN's Adam Schefter reported the details. Last night, four picks going from the Niners back to Carolina. And now when he is healthy, one of the biggest offensive weapons in the league is now in the Cardinals division. How does his presence with San Francisco impact the NFC West and the well, NFC as a whole? If he stays healthy, it's an incredible addition to them. That player fits that system hand in glove. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, it's, the way they use their running backs is intriguing. Um, I think he becomes the best offensive player in in the division, and they might have already had the best offensive player in the division uh, in terms of weapon with Debo Samuel. Uh, but the key is is health. Um, I was joking around with Vic, though, with all those picks given up. I think the 49ers now have one pick in the first four rounds next year. Oh, jeez. Um, so that's basically three teams we can ensure that we'll get nothing out of the draft in the NFC West. The Rams, they, they punt on their picks. Mm-hmm. The 49ers have traded all theirs. And, and the Cardinals, the Cardinals yeah. very rarely hit on a pick these days. So. Yeah, that's right. Don't bank so, on it. Right. It's all yeah. you, it's all up to you, Seattle. <laughs> yeah, and they, and yeah, they, they had be, a really good listen, draft this it's, year. It's going to be really interesting to see what this division looks like on Monday morning uh-huh. because you know the 49ers, for all the for all the raining on on the Cardinals parade they did with that trade right about the time the Cardinals game was ending last mm-hmm. night. They got to play the Chiefs this weekend, and yep. if they lose to the Chiefs, it's the same record as the Cardinals. Seattle's got the Chargers on the yep. road. Yeah, Seattle's not winning that game. No. So so Seattle's going to be three and four. 
Who are the Who do the Rams have this weekend? They're on a bye. They got a bye. Yeah. Okay, very winnable. Yeah, game. they yeah they need one. Believe me, it was bye it was bye weeks. <laughs> Here they very are. Easy, easy to win. <laughs> Have you been rebooted, guys? Oh, I've been rebooted. Do you feel yeah. rebooted? I, I want more. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, thank you, Sarah. Rush Thanks. Hour Reboot every morning at 7.30, where Sarah takes us through the big stories of the day. The big story of the day, of course, is the Cardinals win over the Saints. They get to 3-4 and four after beating New Orleans 42-34. We will talk more NFL, more Cardinals win with Max Starks, who joins us next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings live from the Ak Chin Community Studios here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Football Friday with Bickley and Murata. Presented by 72 Soul. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. We're talking about a Cardinals win here on this Friday edition of Bickley and Murata Mornings. Cardinals take down the Saints 42-34 on Thursday Night Football. And we continue Football Friday by welcoming Max Starks into the show to talk some uh, Cardinals with us. Good morning, Max. How are you? Good morning, fellas. How are we doing today? Uh, pretty good. Uh, you can speak to this. What uh, what a Thursday night win can do for a struggling football team, just from a psychological standpoint, heading into a long week. The Cardinals needed to get a win, and they got one. Uh, what, what does that do to the psyche of this team, in your mind? Well, I think that this is, this is when you're looking for a boost. You're looking for something to kind of lean on. This is that shot in the arm, especially when you got 10 days off to stew or kind of uh, reevaluate. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, coming into this game, I, and I said, it on, I said it on Wolf and Luke's show, it wasn't necessarily a must win, but you had to have the win. Um, just because you look at how historically Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray have been together. They've been in a position where, you know, you start out fast, and then all of the issues in the off season, and the murmurings, and the disgruntledness, and the extra study time clauses, and then you get to the beginning of the season, and where we're usually n- normal, used to six, five wins at this point, it's a two and four. It's disappointing. It's you know a lot, of, not a lot of offensive firepower when you did nothing but go and get offensive firepower to make Kyler Murray happy, to make this offense go, and it's done everything but that. You've already been shut out two games without scoring an offensive touchdown. So it was paramount that they had to come out, they had to win this game, and they need to show some production. And I think the uh, D-hop uh, infusion definitely helped that effort. I doubt that you've uh, ever seen a quarterback roll up on Bill Cower and tell Bill Cower to calm the bleep down. How does or that? Mike Tomlin. Yeah, him too. How does that sideline confrontation? How does that reverberate inside a locker room? What did that say to you? You know, there have been some, some tense moments on the sidelines. Uh, um, not rolling off the field into the sideline, but pre-existing sideline confrontations. You would be surprised. How many have happened with with some head coaches? But it, it's par for the course. I mean, when you play a testosterone and adrenaline charged sport, you're going to have those moments. You know, you call it, we call it the blackout period, right? Both sides blackout. You get those emotions out. I mean, I, I definitely remember saying some some choice things to some teammates in the moment um, over my career, and them to me. Um, I don't think it's that big of a deal. And Cliff's a former player. He understands what the emotion is. And sometimes 
you know, if you if you if you're chattering too much in the ear, especially when you have that little speaker in your helmet, um, you can get a little annoyed because that thing does not cut off until about 15 to 12 seconds before the play. And if you gave him the play at, at 20 at 23 seconds, and he's still talking and trying to. You get a little annoyed with that, and I think that's kind of what what happens in the moment. I mean, there's been some very heated things. I mean, you, you, BA has never been shy on confrontation, um, and there's definitely been some moments with BA and other guys. That you can see it, it, it happens. Talking with Max Starks here on uh, Bickley and Murata Mornings on Arizona Sports. Um, Last night, though, specifically, and that third one was where it came to a head. The Cardinals used three timeouts, Max, during the course of that game to avoid a delay of game penalty. And it's something that repeats over and over again. If they don't have this ironed out in week seven, is that something that gets ironed out at this point? I mean, it can. If you switch play callers, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's, but it's also that that's that internal struggle. I think when you have an offense that's underperforming the way the Cardinals' offense has underperformed this season, there's going to be doubt as far as what's being called, how it's being called, it's being executed, um, personnel that's in there versus what the play call is. And you can get into these debates, but this is what happens when you don't have your offensive coordinator slash head coach um, and your quarterback meet as regularly as they should. <laughs> um, you know, playing telephone between Cliff Kingsbury, Spencer Whipple, and Kyler Murray in the quarterback room. You know, you have to get together, especially when you're talking about like, your first 15 plays. You're talking about crafting the game plan and what feels good to you. And what have you seen on film that makes you say that this is like, like support your statement, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, like when we were in college, you know, if, if you're going to write an opinion piece, okay, give us supporting, give us supporting data, give us supporting facts, give us supporting references on why you're taking this position or this stance in your paper. And I don't think that's happening. <laughs> um, I think I think the things that happened before the season started and things that were brought to a head and blah 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 disrespect this that and the other. I think those things start to rear their ugly heads um, when you're in the middle of the season. Then you see these type of situations where you're getting a delay a game or the guy doesn't know the look versus what what was called front recognition. Now that will get a little bit easier with DeAndre Hopkins being in there, but it's still an extra step of studying mm-hmm. on both sides and communication about those things. I think that's where the other part is. is if you don't talk during the week, you're not, you're not going to be able to talk cleanly and efficiently on the weekend, which is our game days. Interesting. And that's, that's something that, that's consistent. Now, Cliff earlier in the week said, yeah, I'll cede play calling duties if that's going to help us win if my bosses ask that of me. He seemed to have no problems with that. I doubt that's going to come back up after a victory. But do you think that'd be a cleaner path for this football team going forward? Yeah, hand it off to Lil Whip, you know, uh, Spencer Whipple. Yeah. Um, yeah, get, 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 send it off to him because, you know, because he's the son of my former quarterback's coach when I was with the Steelers, Mark Whipple. So, yeah, get, get, give it to Spencer. Get, give him a roll. I mean, you saw what he did when Cliff was, was, um, was out. Um, so he has the experience. And it's not like Cliff's gone. Like, Cliff is still there. He can still have the final say. So, on you know critical moments, right? Third and short, fourth and short. Do I go for it? Those type of deals. But I think if you can do that, I think it will give Cliff a better kind of 
moment to step away and see things holistically. Because sometimes you can get stuck in a silo when you're when you're so focused on your stuff and you kind of forget the rest, of, you know, the other half of the team when they're on the field because you're trying to make adjustments with the offense. Um, you're not as engaged as a head coach, and your responsibility when you took this job was to be a head coach. Mm-hmm. Not not just an OC, and I know that that's the nouveau thing to do, but very few people can handle that, um, those d- dual responsibilities. And like you said, you can still have a hand in it. I mean, Coach Tomlin is not a defense coordinator for the Steelers, has not been his entire time, but he still has a hand in the defense. Mm-hmm. He still has a hand in the final calls. Um, so you can do those types of things. There's nothing wrong with being just a head coach. I think everyone wants these dual flexible positions and and fluidity of, of, of responsibilities. But at the end of the day, you still have to do the first job really, really well so you can have all these side hustles. Yeah. Well put. Max, great, great stuff, stuff as always, man. We appreciate Thank your you, time. Max. Have a great weekend. <laughs> My pleasure. Take care, guys. Have a good weekend. See you, Max. Uh, Max Starks, NFL analyst, joins us frequently here on Arizona Sports, joining us on the Arizona Sports Line. Coming up next, it is a Victory Friday edition of the Bickley Blast. And it arrives right after this here on Bickley and Murata Mornings, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.